Welcome to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I'm your host, Billy Garton Jr., a 21-year-old entrepreneur and professional athlete. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing some of the most successful world leaders in their space in both business and sport, people who've amassed success, wealth, abundance, and most importantly, happiness, often after fighting incredible adversity. The hope is that through this podcast, we're not just going to inspire you or motivate you, but rather through the tips and hints that my guests share, spur you into action. If you're young and motivated, join me on this journey as we ignite the passion through some of the world's most inspiring stories. You know, when you wake up every day knowing exactly what you're striving for, nothing can stop you. spoke to Luke Lintz. Now in the next 40 minutes, you are going to learn how to build an invincible personal brand. You are going to discover the importance of media publications to shape your brand online. And you're also going to discover how Luke, along with his brother and business partner, Jordan Lintz, have been able to connect, collaborate, and run influencer giveaways with some of the most influential people in the world, such as Snoop Dogg, Trippy Red, Rich the Kid, and many, many more. So if you find this episode valuable, please make sure that by now you have subscribed to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. And if you haven't already, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, because as we attempt to make this a top 25 business podcast, your support in this journey means the absolute world to me. Now let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I couldn't be more excited for this guest. 20 years old, he's been featured in Forbes, Yahoo, NBC, CBS, Fox, I could go on and on. He's worked with some of the biggest people in the world, such as Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, DaBaby, Lil Yardy, you name it. And he's the owner of a massive, massive agency, High Key Holdings, that goes into e-commerce, social media, and massive influencer giveaways. We're going to talk all things social media and the mindset that it takes to become successful at such a young age. But anyway, Luke, thanks for coming on. Man, thanks for having me on here. We're gonna have a great conversation. We've got Luke Lintz here. Luke, I wanna touch first of all, for the people who don't know you, I like to dive deep into the, into the mentality that it takes for an entrepreneur at such a young age to amass the wealth and success that he has because it's not luck, by no means is it luck. Take me back to the beginning, where did it all start? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so started in August, 2016. So hasn't been too long. It's just been, it's just coming around on uh, four years now. Wow. We started with a, just a simple e-commerce company. So uh, it was me and my older brother, Jordan Lentz. He was supposed to be on this podcast. He, he'll come on. <laughs> hey, we'll get him, we'll get him back at some point. Eh? He'll come on another one for sure. Um, and yeah, so we were just constantly thinking of uh, ways to basically expand our wealth other than uh, a nine to five job. So right. I was in I was in grade 11 at the time. And then my brother was in business school uh, in second year university. Yeah. And so 
we were just brainstorming ideas, spitballing stuff. And uh, we actually came up with one of our friends, uh, an idea of wireless earbuds that it wasn't on the marketplace. So this uh, was before AirPods? This was before AirPods. This was before Samsung. What Galaxy an idea. IPod. Yeah, like nothing, none of it. And it's because we worked out. So we had the common problem of cord earbuds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a huge demand in the marketplace. So we just did our research and we we're like, where do you find these suppliers for products where we can either like buy these individually or buy these in bulk to resell them? Yeah. We went on to a site called Alibaba. Alibaba, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people that's that are into uh, drop shipping or really anything e-commerce, you you're familiar with AliExpress and Alibaba. So AliExpress is the more drop shipping type thing. So that's where you can buy individual products, and Alibaba is more for like bulk purchases. Yeah. And so we started with there, and we searched up wireless earbuds. And if you search up wireless earbuds now, hundreds of thousands of search results. <laughs> When we searched it up back then, there was three. There was three earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, oh man. We, we, That's we unbelievable. Out. That's unbelievable. <laughs> what made you think about wireless earbuds? Because, I mean, obviously now it sounds like such a common thing and it would be stupid to, to imagine anyone, anyone you see with a, with a wireless, with a uh, pair of headphones with a wire now, you're like, you fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, talk to me about that. Where did you find these wireless headphones? What gave you that idea? Oh man, I, I think it was the, it was, it was the working out aspect of things that every single time we worked down, we had a pair of cord earbuds, we would rip them out whenever we were running on the treadmill or yeah. just lifting up our dumbbells. So just such an annoyance that we knew it could get rid of because we also uh, got targeted with Instagram ads of this startup company on Indiegogo, which was originally the first wireless earbud company. Right. So we found out that this was the, I, I believe their company was called Ear One. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. so we kind of just grabbed their idea, went on to Alibaba, found products. There were only three. We ordered samples of all three and uh, we found one product that worked and we just bulk ordered it and went from there. Fucking hell. And what were the first steps like? Were you, cause obviously, <laughs> I was saying this the other day. I feel like I've gone about my entrepreneurship journey backwards. I learned marketing last, which I think is the stupidest thing I could have done. I started a clothing business, failed miserably because I had no clue about marketing. Um, my first year in social media marketing, I'll be honest, I had no clue about marketing. Um, <laughs> did you have a, any clue about e-commerce, about marketing before going into it? Or, or how did that all come about? Zero clue, zero clue. <laughs> so I was in grade 11, I've never, I never even did an ounce of research on business. Never would I have ever thought I'd go into business, yeah. even though I did have entrepreneurial tendency, tendencies, like looking back on it. And my brother was in his second year university at business that taught him absolutely nothing about the modern oh. age of or business. We're going to dive into that, man. We are going to dive right into that. We, we will. I would love to dive into yeah. that. We'll wait till he's on the pod because I don't want to distract you talking about his things while you're on. But I went to I went to university as well, pursued business degree and learned yeah. fucking, yeah. I learned fuck all, nothing. So, yeah. so we'll anyway. We'll for sure talk more about that. And so, um, so yeah, um, we kind of went into it knowing absolutely nothing and just did straight up learn as we went. So every single skill set that we thought that we would know yeah. that, that we thought that we need needed to know we would just deep dive into it learn it all on google and youtube straight up so 
with, with, uh, with like the e-commerce side of things and building a website, that's not too hard to learn. We, we found that Shopify was a good platform. Yeah. Looked at a ton of videos on how to build up a Shopify website and yeah. we built it out ourselves. And then uh, the marketing aspect of things, we, we decided to go 100% in on Instagram because we kind of knew Instagram. We already built up uh, a couple thousand followers with our personal brands at that point. Mm -hmm. And we were like, hey, we, I, I think we could position this in a way. Uh, we also had some friends that were in the meme page space back then. Right. And so they kind of gave some tips on like how to grow. So back in 2016, the natural growth on Instagram was actually very good still. Yeah. So we were posting just random meme page videos and uh, stuff completely irrelevant to our product yeah. on our business page at Heike Co. Yeah. People can even go on to at Heike Co on Instagram, scroll all the way down and see You'll our You'll find it. Yeah, they could see our first post in 2016 and we were getting random million viewed videos. It's like tick, It was like the TikTok of now then, eh? Straight up, straight up. That's and it was like crazy. random million viewed videos with like, uh, and then we'd get like 10,000 followers from it in like two Holy weeks. Holy shit. Crazy times. And now you have to spend so much money. So much it. time. So much time. Yeah. So is that how... Uh... Is that how your giveaway company came about? Because everything became harder to grow on Instagram. So you decided this is an unbelievable way to partner because I think you were one of the pioneers of of that market as a whole. There's obviously people trying to get into that world now and there's all these scammers out there that are, yeah. that are trying to partner with these big influencers. But I think you guys are one of the pioneers of big mass influencer giveaways. Was that the reason? So how how the evolution kind of went with our companies is we started with High Key Technology Inc., which was the e-commerce. We grew that up. So after we learned all of our skills, all the base skills, we grew that up to about a seven-figure company yeah. in a year and a half. And then and that was uh, all on earbuds. That was all on one product, was it? Or, all on or... earbuds, all on one product, and all on Instagram. No other marketing. Fuck Just Instagram, me. one product. You lucky bastards. <laughs> 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 i know i know um yeah so so that was with that and then what that led into is scaling that fast we had a lot of other businesses a lot of other econ people a lot of other personal brands coming to us and asking us listen can you do what what you did for your company and do it for us yeah. and so that led us into creating a social media agency which so did they just hit you up on sorry for interrupting did they just hit you up on on high key and realized how well you'd done for for that and say can you do can you do the same thing for us? Exactly. Yeah. It was pretty much, man, so much business goes down in the Instagram DMs. Oh like, <laughs> we'll talk about people, that as well, man. We will people, talk about that. People outside don't understand. They don't much, understand. Yeah. Uh huh. They don't and understand. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that went into our, our second company called High Key Agency, which is um, our social media personal branding agency. Yeah. We're trying to build that up to be the number one personal branding agency in the world. And, yeah. and, so I'm sure you do other things surrounding personal branding. Obviously, you have the giveaways that grow people's following and all that sort of stuff. What are the other key ways for someone who's trying to build a personal brand? A lot of my audience have aspirations to build a personal brand. I'm in the in the early stages of it with this podcast. Hopefully, that's going to help as we start to grow here. Um, what are some keys for you? So I kind of break branding down into three categories and i uh i wrote a, a few articles about this too so in this modern age you kind of have three different presences for your brand so you have your social media presence that's one and that's across all the different social media platforms whichever ones you're on 
The second one is your Google presence. That's just as valuable as your social media presence. And people are underestimating it. And then some people are valuing it very high and going full out into it. So it's what articles you have, your personal brand website, um, uh, what features do you have in, uh, th there's so many different aspects. And if you have an e-commerce company, how, how's your shop look, that sort of thing. Uh, and then the third brand, uh, brand presence is, um, is your physical brand presence in that, that that's how I characterize like word of mouth. Yeah. So when you get to that level, that's the, the, that's the best level that you can get to when people are talking about yourself, like offline. I saw that. something about you that said that, that you, that you were heavily based off of word of mouth at first. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much all of our business of, uh, all of our business from high key agency in the first year and a half just came from referrals. And to this day, we, we've never spent a, a cent on marketing, uh, to, to get clients for our agency or, uh, or giveaways. <laughs> How ironic is that they're a digital marketing, a personal branding agency who've never spent a penny on ads. That's no, unbelievable. But that's, but that's the thing. That's the thing. Like we don't sell direct advertising. We don't do anything with direct advertising. Like if any of our clients come to us and say, listen, I want Facebook ads. I want Google ads. I want any of that, like paid direct advertising. We, we push yeah. it to somebody else. And that's because that's not our strong suit. We know where our strong suit is. And it goes along with where building up your personal brand and building up your business brand to a point where you're showing yourself like we do social media services. So you're, sh we're, we're showcasing our services on ourselves. Yeah. It just brings in natural business. Yeah. Uh -huh. Talk about niche in them, because I want to get into that. You see, you, you obviously said you passed it on. You could easily probably have made a lot more money off, off the bat with when people came to you, you just deciding to say yes and go for it. Where do you see the importance of niching down and sticking to your specialty? Yeah. Uh, niching is, is very, very difficult at the beginning because you're just trying to bring in a ton of revenue and you're trying to just succeed and yeah. uh, go to the next level. Um, I think it's very important in terms of scaling up to know your niche and being able to focus on one thing and be extremely good at it. Yeah. For example, with our agency, we niche down and we pretty much only handle personal brands now. So, and within that, we only hire, uh, we only handle personal brands that and what are do you do? Level. What do you do within that space? So you have the giveaways, yeah. you, you run SEO, I'd assume for these personal brands. Do you do website optimization? What do you do for these personal brands that offers them the whole package? Because there's so many people out there who say, and obviously you're not one of them. And that's why I want to ask you, but there's so many people out there who say, yeah, I optimize in personal brands, but they are the buy fake followers or they only have the aspect of like, I can run these giveaways and grow your following. But that's not a really a skill set at this point. If as long as you have the connections, you know. And so I'm curious to know what you what you do. Big time, yeah. So 99% of our client list are extremely high level clients that don't have time to be fiddling around with social media and to be uh, editing videos, to be posting the videos, like very menial tasks that aren't worth that much, but are extremely important to grow a social media following. So we basically consider ourselves a full service personal branding agency to build up elite personal brands. So we do, we do full service social media management, which includes like everything from content creation. So the actual like video editing and graphic design content ideas. So the people have, don't have to think about content ideas in terms of like generating questions in their mind for actually filming the content, yeah. like our clients. Yeah. And then the actual posting management, uh, 
uh, caption creation for all posts on different platforms. And so that's the social media aspect. Then we do the Google aspect in terms of like, we, we do press publications across any platform. So this goes into like the verification aspect of things where yeah. we do publications on like Entrepreneur, Forbes, uh, really any major US distributor. And you've just built those connections over time, have you, that gives you the ability to... Exactly, exactly. Hey, yeah. Off air, we are chatting about all of this off air, man. I'm getting in every single one of these. I'm getting verified. Everyone stay tuned next week. I'm going to have 700K. I'm going to be balling, verified, all, everything, all because of this, man. Quite honestly, man, um, since I found out before this that uh, you're a professional athlete, uh, you could very easily get pushed through for verification. So um, I, I'm not going to talk about the exact details because it's like, absolutely, no, it's, it's a you, little hush hush. But... Absolutely. It's part of your branding. It's a part of your branding. Keep it that yeah, way by all yeah. means. Yeah, but like I can I can go into the press and the social media side of things if, if you want to talk more about go that. Go for it. Let's do it. Let's, let's yeah, drop yeah, some so value. With the, yeah, so with the press publications, uh, a lot of people don't understand how how like press works in general and how publications go up. And it, it's pretty crazy because I'd say probably 95% of the media that gets published like on Google is just paid for a press, especially for press about people. There's very, very tricky ways that you can do it. So the hierarchy of press is broken down into three ways. So there's press releases, which is the lowest level of press. That's when you see uh, that's when you see things right at the header of the publication that says like access wire or like press publication or business yeah. wire. That's that's a press release where it costs like a few hundred dollars to get released one article on multiple platforms. That does nothing for verification and uh, it, it's kind of just to get your name out initially. Anybody who knows knows that it's paid for a press, so uh, it, it doesn't increase your legitimacy to like people like me type thing. Yeah, yeah. Then, then there's like mid-tier articles where there's contributors and editorial writers. So contributors are people who got into the platform, um, kind of like they got into the platform because they had a connect or they got submitted really early into the platform, like when entrepreneurs started, like started way back and they yeah. were just bought in like right right when they opened up type thing yeah and so those are people that are able to submit articles to senior editors and to editorial writers uh to approve and get published right. so you can you can reach out to these contributors and you can ask them for for Total, public yeah yeah you, you can build up relationships with them like the most pretty much all publicity is is just building up relationships with people so <laughs> absolutely i mean that's literally all it is i i got hit up to to be published in like yahoo finance and and initially before i knew about all of this sort of stuff it was a few years back i was like damn that's dope yeah. and then they told me i thought it was going to be a free article they're going to write me you know like yeah it's going to cost you 800 bucks just to <laughs> just to get a few sentences on the side and i was like that's when i started to realize like at the end of the day it's not bs but it's money connections and relationships that are that are going to build that for you so um and then there's another tier is there that you haven't touched on yet or, or is that all of them yeah so the last tier is uh is editorial writers so those are writers that are actually staff writers of each publication so right. they're getting literally paid by the publication like an, an entrepreneur editorial writer or a forbes editorial writer right. they're being paid by forbes and entrepreneur so 
they won't really do any paid for a publicity unless they're taking under the table money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so th those people are a bit harder to reach. So, uh, people like me, when I, when I look for publicity and I, I do background checks on people, like if I want to do business with them, I look for articles, if they have them online that are editorial writers, because right. I know that's the most legit it gets. Right. And yeah. is that something you can buy into as well? Or is it more just, you need to have the connection? hard it's hard yeah, yeah yeah you get you can buy into anything like everybody has a price <laughs> Where, where's the cost lying for that man oh man it, editorial writers like m mad ranges what you want to do is you just want to find good buys you want to find good buys like it, different people have different Fucking relations like the stock market you're trying to find good buys i thought it was standard price we got it's like the stock market here we're trying to find some good buys to get in big publications <laughs> yeah <My laughs> Yeah, um, different people have different connections, and those different connections can do have connections with different people, and you can pay them different rates. Like it's very, like it's the wild west out here right yeah, now, yeah. and I think it's gonna stay the wild west for a very long time. So, in terms of the speed at which you can grow a brand, is this probably one of the biggest ways you'd recommend going about that? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I invest. Uh, I invest 80% of our profit back into our own services. That's how hard I believe it. So I invested back into our social media management services, our press services, big time, our press services. You can even like, you can search up our companies. Like yeah. we're literally all over Google yeah. That's cool to constantly be over Google. And then, uh, I invest big time into our, our own giveaways. That's fucking massive. So, in terms of that return on that investment that you've gotten just from investing in Google, yeah, would you say you've received ROI positive on that? Oh man, one hundred percent. Yeah, man, I, I I think from being verified on Instagram alone, uh, I I think I'm gonna make a million dollars over the next uh, three years with just being <laughs> verified on Instagram. You mean from the connections that have come from that, or you mean from? Like just being verified, like just like people like, like, I think I could draw the connection of somebody message me and saying, yo, bro, saw that you're verified, let's connect. And then I close them down the line, like a couple months later. Like, I, I think I could draw that direct correlation. <laughs> it's, it's nutty, man. It's nutty. So, yeah. so was the verification aspect then let's pivot then a little bit. Um, yeah. Was the verification aspect then was that, did that come before you started connecting with the likes of Kevin Hart? and all these people um it came right in the middle so was that a, a big factor in you connecting with them do you think it was like a snowball effect so yeah touch how, on it. yeah so the giveaways is actually technically a completely different company than our first two companies right. so we have high technology inc the e-commerce company high agency inc which is the personal branding company and then thirdly, we have Haiki Clout Inc., which is just celebrity giveaways. Right. So this company is specializing in like social media growth right now because that's how we're able to arbitrage off the giveaways. Right. But it's really a giveaway company. Like we're gonna be doing giveaways with this company for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Like we're, we're trying, we're trying to go big up, trying to get, we're, we're gonna try and get to the point of giving away a million dollars a week because when we get to that point, that's when that's when everybody knows you around the world. One hundred percent. Yeah. And so, so how Haiki Clout started was because we were building up the connections with our previous two companies yeah. and we just started outreaching and, uh, and saw, saw it 
saw this in the marketplace as a massive opportunity, partnered up with an influencer, got it done and realized that we made a very good profit and had a lot of happy clients and saw it as an opportunity to make a lot of money, make a lot of connections, have a lot of happy people and make connections uh, by selling to very high level clients because those are the clients that want to grow their Instagram followers. Like this is the only company like high key clout is the only company where it's a, it's a win, win, win situation in every single person in the transaction. Like for example, for people who don't understand what, what the giveaways are, um, basically what happens is a celebrity posts a giveaway and they say, all right, guys, I'm giving away $10,000 cash. All you have to do is go over to the high key account and follow everybody that they're following. And so the people on our following list are giveaway sponsors who are paying us to be included in the giveaway, be associated with the influencer for a much lower cost than it would be to just pay the influencer and to gain an absolute ton of followers. So the people who are winning in the transaction is we're winning because we're gaining these connections with all of these people plus making money. Our followers and the giveaway, the the celebrities followers are winning because they have a chance at winning actual cash. Like we actually give this away and we have records of like, on our stories on our website we actually give it away and then uh thirdly the influencer wins because we pass them a huge bag of money all up front so they're completely satisfied and our clients win because they uh they gain a ton of followers and they're very happy i'm gonna throw a spanner in the works a little bit and have you answer an objection because here (laughs) because because this would be my my one question about where maybe there would be a loss and i'm sure Uh i'm sure you've got an answer to it Mm -hmm. so everyone goes and follows these people who've sponsored right yep. uh-huh. after the giveaway they don't win they win whatever does the following drop off does the engagement drop off what comes after yeah so in it there's about a 15 percent drop off right? right but that's actually a good thing because just think about it. so you're going around say we do giveaways anywhere from like forty thousand to one hundred fifty thousand followers in the span of 48 hours yeah so if you got a 15% drop off rate, say from a hundred thousand follower giveaway, 15,000 people drop off, you're left with 80,000, 85,000 people. And so those 15,000 people that left your following are people that wouldn't be engaging with your content anyway. So you want them off your following yeah. list. Yeah. The other 85,000 to say maybe 15 to 20% stay safe, 80 to 85,000 over the course of time. I'd say that's a good number. And in terms of like engagement rates, that's yeah, probably your next question. Absolutely, that's my next <laughs> yeah. question because I'm yeah, looking obviously. here, I, I'm looking here, especially in, for my personal brand and in, and in my marketing agency and, and for clients that I'm thinking about getting involved in this with, I'm looking at the potential of them becoming business partners, the potential of doing business with these people and also just the potential of, of growing your engagement because the, the last thing you want to see, and I've had... I think I've had two clients with this now where I come in after an agency before me has run their, their account. And I'm looking, I'm like, they've got 60,000 followers. They're getting 15 likes. And I'm like, you you lose trust immediately. You lose trust immediately. And so that's why my, my big question is engagement, realistic. I know they're all real people, but touch on the engagement a bit. Yeah. So these are, we're the, 
we're the probably the number one giveaway company in North America because we only do North American giveaways. We don't touch on anything else. So right. all of our giveaway sponsors are usually in North America because they're trying to gain North American following. Okay. So they're gaining like 90% North American, 80 to 90% North American followers from these giveaways. Wow. Um, and so the engagement rate, see, we guarantee engagement rates when people come on full service on all of our packages. So we have certain clients that we guarantee everything to because they, they basically throw down an absolute ton of cash with us. They come onto our giveaways, they come onto our press, and then they come onto our social media management as well. Right. And when we're able to manage all three of those aspects of things, you, you can just see what they do with like our our company, like our, our personal brands. Like if you go to Atlu Flint's on Instagram, like yeah. I'm not like my engagement is like fairly well for yeah. my. I'll, yeah. I'll probably be growing it up more. I don't even post that much because. I, <laughs> I was gonna say, man, for the for the amount that you've got, the following that you've got, you've got a fucking incredible personal brand. I would have thought like you'd be you'd be on that man. You that that would be you. But man, I'm not gonna lie. I'm having a lot of fun with TikTok. <laughs> I am as well. I am as well. What you about yeah. on TikTok? I just hit 70k today on TikTok. I'm yeah. Congrats. <laughs> I, I joined. I joined a week ago, and then I immediately just got my account verified after a week. And then, uh, and then you've got the connections. Everyone, hit him up. He's got the connections for every single platform here. He's been on a week on TikTok and he's verified. The man's been on a week and he's verified. So all I, this is hilarious, man. This is why I've been having so much fun. All I've been doing on my TikTok is responding to. You know how you can respond to comments with a video. <laughs> yeah. so, so I've been responding to comments with "How are you verified?" <laughs> and that's all you're responding to. Just, just. <laughs> I, I made like 10 videos and they're all just responding to <laughs> responding to people saying, yeah, how are you verified with 2000 followers? How are you verified? <laughs> oh my word. You That's watch funny. it afterwards, man. You'll have a kid. That is absolutely funny. We've got a lot of things to talk about, but that, oh my gosh. I, I want to touch specifically on something quickly. There's two things here. I want to touch. I want to touch on the, on the, you talked before about a lot of business goes down in the DMS. Is that how you connected? I know I want to go back to the Kevin Hart side and I also want to touch on the sponsorship side on the people you got to sponsor or to, to be a part of these giveaways. I'm sure now a lot of these people just come to you and, and want to be involved. But initially starting out, what did you say to to my man Kevin Hart, for example, to build that relationship or even get him in the door? Was it like, I'm going to give you 100, 100 grand cash and you're going to do this? Or was it like uh, a bit more in detail than that? <laughs> So, um, pretty much every single one of our influencer deals, we've never had an influencer deal go directly through the influencer. It's always been with, uh, thinking outside of the box of how we can get in touch with the influencer. Right. Um, and most of the time it was finding, like, for example, we were specializing again, niching down coming full circle. Absolutely. We were niching down into giveaways in the artist space. So we were specifically going for rappers originally, yeah. where we were just trying to take over all the rappers. That's why we did uh, like Trippy Red, Rich the Kid, Lil Yachty, and then DaBaby all in a row. Like people we I haven't to... even mentioned, by the way, and they're, they're on there. <laughs> we were just trying to really take over that. And so how we got connected with all of those people was basically outreaching to people who booked concerts. So the concerts aren't going on anymore. They have no work to book people 
but they've been doing so many booking bookings other way. So we got connected with about three people that did bookings for concerts previously, like people like Rolling Loud that are pe- connected with Rolling Loud. Uh, I, I think one person was with. Uh, um, you just found uh, out the information and just emailed them or hit them up via DM. Instagram always. Yeah. So uh-huh. you DM them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then hit them up via DM, uh, built up a relationship, obviously. Yeah. Like we never enter DM, but like, uh, sometimes, sometimes I enter a DM, but most of the times when I enter a DM, I, I'm usually just trying to, there to try and build a relationship. I'm never asking for them to give me value off the bat. And I'm sure it's so much easier now for you. As soon as you enter someone's DM, you verified 500 K. Like you can virtually enter nearly anyone's DM and, and, and at least get a response. I never really get screened anymore. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it, it wasn't always like that. But so basically, we we outreached to um, we outreached the people that were booking the concerts, and we found out that these people were so connected, and they they were doing they were saying things like, "Oh, I booked like Drake, I booked Travis Scott to this show, I booked so and so to this show," and then we're we're like, "Okay, well, we want all of them," yeah. and then. We just started making offers to them and quickly realized that. And so what guys, you offer these people money to bring you closer to the, to the artist. Yeah. So we give them a commission. We right. give them a commission when the deal closes. Right. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. my word. And so, that, so you're, that's so, another win. It's not even just a win, win, win. It's a win, 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 win for everybody who's involved. It's a win, 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 win. It just keeps going on. man. They probably made more money with you than they ever did booking concerts. Man, on the giveaway sponsor side, on the giveaway sponsor side, selling giveaway sponsorship spots, a lot of our spots come from brokers, aka resellers of the giveaway, where they make a commission. Everybody's making money. Everybody's making money, bro. Everybody's making money. Every single person is making money and you're making money. What a genius idea. I cannot believe I didn't think of that when I was four years old. Man, you want to hear... You want to hear some numbers, man? Because I'm kind of hyped. Yeah, let's hear some numbers. So because of the numbers that uh, we're about to hit some goals, uh, me and my brother, honestly, we'll probably have it if we book out the podcast in a month. We're, we're buying a Lamborghini Urus. <laughs> hey, listen, give me two years. Give me two years. I'll be honest. <laughs> give me two years. <laughs> so you want to hear my you want to hear my justification against this car because usually usually you know how like Grant Cardone and stuff talks about how you should never buy a stupid expense like a car. Yeah, but I believe if you love it and it makes you feel like you've accomplished everything you need, fucking go for it, man. And especially if you can afford to do it. But yeah, go tell me your justification. So in Canada here, where 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 we're based, you only can write off a certain portion of your car expense. Uh, for taxes and the only re- re- reason we would buy a car is if we could write it off uh where we didn't have to write it off personally and stuff so uh you only can write off like up to like 900 dollars a month on on an automobile expense yeah. so we're classifying this car as not even an automobile and we're we're classifying as just a branding expense <laughs> where it enhances the brand of our social media are you gonna put will. high key on on the on the thing Bro, you're like fucking Dan Bilzerian. Dan Bilzerian. That's what I heard. Did you hear? Did you see that article that he's been writing everything off as a business expense because he just puts ignite on everything? Exactly. He puts ignite on uh on all of his uh gym equipment because <laughs> so savage, man. King hell. And so that's what yeah. you're gonna do. You're gonna get it and have high key on it. 
Yeah, and what the justification is, man, is like you, you probably know exactly the level you're going to get to. Like you probably write down your goals in terms of like where exactly you want to go uh, in in ten years, twenty five years, bro. We're both young. Me and my brother are extremely young. Yeah. Like we're going to be. I know where I'm headed in fifty Absolutely. years. Absolutely. And it's like I'm going to be so rich that this minuscule payment of a Lamborghini is going to be worth so, so little. And when I'm going to be there, when I'm going to be at that point in 25, 50 years, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, wait, why didn't I just purchase that Lamborghini and flex when it, it didn't even mean much back then. And like literally means nothing right now. I think that's like something I would actually regret. Yeah. It's a straight up thing. Hey, and that's not even cockiness, by the way, that is full life manifestation talking about goals, talking about where he wants to be and writing it down and saying it out because that puts him on the spot to achieve that. And I've read a lot upon mindset. I've read a lot upon writing down your goals, all that sort of stuff. I want you to touch on that as well. But the importance of voicing them and not just writing them down as well, but voicing them, I think has like a 400% more likelihood of, of happening. And so only recently have I started writing down, I think it was three weeks ago, actually, I wrote down my true, true goals. Talk about that. I heard you talk about it on another podcast. And that's probably one of the biggest things that stuck with me. You've got your goals. You've not just got, I want to do this. You have, you want to do this in this X, X amount of time. You want to do this in X amount of time. You've got five, 10, 25 year goals. Everything ties in to where you want to be. And it touches on reverse engineering, set the end run and work backwards. You are uh, probably one of the kings of that from, from the people I've looked up, um, looked up to and, and, and learned from in that respect. Touch on your goals. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that, that that's amazing. I like how you said voicing the goals. And th that's actually something I haven't touched on. And it's something I, I was just thinking about that I just naturally do. And the only reason I naturally do that is because I'm in partnership with my brother. Yeah. And we share very similar goals to with each other. So whenever we're just in casual conversation, that casual conversation is talking about our goals and different ideas. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. So that I guess that's the voicing of the goals and uh, and aligning it with another person is, is absolutely unbelievable. But, what was your first goal? Oh, my first goal. Your first big wow. goal. Like say you had, uh, maybe you didn't have this, but say you had like a two-year goal and I'm sure you've hit that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So my, my first, uh, my first big goal was to, to hit, uh, to hit seven figures Canadian on our Shopify, uh, our Shopify store for all time revenue. And you did it. And, and so we hit that in, uh, I, I believe we hit that in, it was right before black Friday, November, 2017. And so it was like, it was like just over a year. Yeah. It was like a year, you're, you're in, uh, two thirds and just looking at that number. Unbelievable. Was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, it was pretty amazing just seeing that. But the, the difference with that was that was revenue and that wasn't even close to profit. And, uh, with, with the businesses that we've built up now, we've really started looking at, uh, we, we don't even really care about revenue anymore. It's, it's literally about the bottom line and how much money you're actually keeping in your business so that you can invest in other companies. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Touch a little bit on, I mean, <laughs> that's. I know I want to keep on the goal setting because to me and, and I want to hear about your goals, man. 
I want to hear about. I'll tell you about my goals. Absolutely, I'll tell you about my goals. But I want to ask you one thing first. So, as soon as you voice your goals, as soon as you write your goals down and make them known, ninety nine point nine percent of people don't even know what goals they have yet. They're trying to hit goals that they don't even have. How the fuck can you hit goals that you don't have? You've manifested your goal, and and as soon as I, even with little goals, I tested this out with even just like closing two clients. As soon as you voice it, the ideas, I don't know how your brain connects to your voice, but the ideas start flowing as soon as you voice this goal and every step becomes so much clearer. When you voiced these initial goals, how much easier did it become for you to work backwards and find the steps that it was going to take to get there? Because so many people don't understand, I don't think, the importance of goal setting for for literally idealizing <laughs> and manifesting your life. Touch on that. So this is an amazing metaphor. So um, in terms of goal setting specifically, uh, when you go into a plane, when you go into a plane and say you're going from the United States over to Europe, yep. that pilot who's driving that plane needs to be at an exact, exact direction and needs to know that exact direction before, during, and when they land. It's the exact direction, exact direction. If they are even one degree off from taking off, which is kind of like bringing it back to goal setting with you don't even know your path, where you don't even have the degrees, you don't even have a sense of degrees. But even if you are one degree off where if your goals in 25 years are like, slightly off and they won't make you happy in 25 years you're going literally instead of instead of um instead of spain you're going into russia yeah and it's a completely different trajectory like that that's the best way i can put it and uh i think for uh, you the confidence level of it though in setting those goals and setting those high goals is what separates you from so many other people is that i think maybe for a lot of people it's not that they don't want to set goals. I think in their head, they don't even believe the goals that they want to set because they're that high. And so they don't ever voice them or they don't ever actually write them down because they don't see them ever being able to achieve that. But even just, and it goes back to writing it down and voicing it, even just doing that makes it so much clearer. Man, we're, we're, we're only on this place for, for one time. And, uh, whatever you believe in, in terms of like what happens afterwards, if you, uh, if you live on reincarnation, if you believe that there's nothing, nothing happens, man, you should be every single person living on this earth should be striving to reach their full potential. Even if they never hit it, that's my, that's my mission in life. My mission in life is to reach my full potential. I know I'm never going to hit it. And that's what every single one of my goals are, do. Like I, re- I revisit my 10 to 25 year goals every single year because they're constantly changing. And I'm like, wait, that full potential isn't my full potential anymore. It's constantly changing. It, it, it's what every single person should, should do. You're doing, you're doing a disservice to so many people by not reaching your full potential. And you're not only doing a disservice to yourself, like you're doing a disservice to, to somebody who, who wasn't born 
and you were born just out of like thin air. Like you 400 trillion to one, the chances of you being alive. And if you aren't making the most of every minute you have on this earth, you are wasting a massive opportunity. And there's one thing I'm going to say here to everybody who's listening. You haven't heard the other podcast, but we are finding one common goal here and one common thing that defines success. And it's the why. Why are you doing everything you do? Are you doing it because you want to get by and you want to pay your bills? Or are you doing it because you have a greater purpose for what you want to achieve? This man had it. Sam Jacobs had it. Bascal's had it. Kieran's had it. Everybody that we've spoken about that has achieved high success at a very young age, it's more than just the work they are doing at the time. It's not because they want to hit a million dollars and then call it quits. This man has 25-year goals of being a fucking billionaire and buying a jet. If those aren't the highest goals that you want to hit, then you are striving and setting the bar too low. So if there's one thing that I've learned from this, and he will be able to testify for it, as will every guest that we're going to have on and every guest that we've already had on so far, set goals and manifest your life and don't be afraid to think big. Sorry, I just had to fucking drop some heat on everybody. Love that, I'm learning man. so much from, from Love from that. This. Love that, man. Yo, so, so going more in depth into goals and that, actual like action plans of goals every single person should be setting extreme short-term goals and long-term goals like you should literally be having goals just constantly on your mind that's that's practically the only thing i have on my on my mind i have i have my daily goals on my mind i have my weekly goals that i need to hit on my mind i have my 90 day goals on my mind my year goals three year, five year, 10 year, 25. Is there any blueprint you followed for that? Like, did you look up to someone who else who did that? And maybe you found their blueprint and you write it down or do you literally just have a journal and you write down goals, 90 days, goals a week, whatever. Hell yeah, man. I had, hell yeah, I had a blueprint. It was my, uh, it was my partner, man, who, uh, my, my ex business partner who passed away. Uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. He passed away this year in May. And, uh, I, I only knew him for, for two years, but this dude, uh, this dude was probably the best mentor that I'll, I'll ever have. This guy, uh, th this guy taught me, his name's Stefan Arneo. And uh, he created an absolutely amazing company. He was local in Winnipeg in, in Canada. And he created a real estate coaching company from the ground up over 10 years, brought it to uh, close to an eight figure company. And this guy's mind worked, worked unlike anybody else. He's the one who taught me everything about goal setting. He's the one who, if you, if you saw, you saw the podcast with Sam, right? Yeah. So I was bringing up stuff about uh 90 day journal. Yeah. So th this was literally like what he made. And then he taught me how to he made it. that journal. Yeah. Yeah. He Where made can it. I buy that journal? Yo. So go to, go to, uh, stefanarnio.com S T E F A N A A R N I O S T E F A N double A double R N I O rnio.com yeah so literally what this does so i have i have i've been doing these for two years now so i have about uh like 12 to like 15 of them stacked up in my room of like going back to them like two years yeah and i have another 10 of them that uh are not used so i have them it must be so uh, cool to look back at, at what you've written down unbelievable man unbelievable like bro i i could sell these when i become a billionaire i could sell these for like fucking five mil if i wanted to yeah. like, no i know i know for yeah. everything for for the ability to sell them for the ability for content purposes looking back and being able to show people i wrote this down yeah that's i think that's one of the 
probably the key that that I'm learning and that everyone else listening can learn from this podcast. Goal yeah. setting is is by far the most important thing to to manifesting your life and creating your goals. So, one hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. And Stefanio dot com. Hey, that shows when you've left a legacy. When people are still buying your books after you're gone. Hey, that's uh, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. He's consistently selling. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he has some crazy books too. Most of what I've learned in business was from him and his books. He has a, he has a book about uh, sales that goes through like all the seven levels of selling. Literally that book is like, that book is like textbook. If you, if you think that you already know it in sales, or if you haven't done sales, the seven level selling, you're, you're either a natural salesperson and you automatically do it or you need to learn those skills I'm and look it up for sure yeah and then they have he has 10 commandments of negotiation they're literally 10 commandments that every it goes so in depth of every single negotiation that you have in life not only in business but in a relationship in a friendship um in in any sort of interaction in life it's the 10 commandments of negotiation and kind of like human nature what people like to take from each other it's amazing unbelievable, unbelievable. yeah uh-huh well luke i hate the fact that we're gonna to have to close it out we're definitely going to get you on at some other point we're definitely going to get you and your brother on we have so much more to talk about the most value i think we've had so far in terms of insights that can be actionable and that's the goal here on the inspiring young aspirers podcast it's not just to inspire it's not just to motivate but it's to actually make people and spur them into action and so i think you've been able to do that here luke not that you need it because you can run a giveaway easily and gain 100k but where can people find you yeah people can find me on uh instagram at luke lintz l-u-k-e last name l-i-n-t-z and then uh tiktok really online search me up on google find my press <laughs> they can find him everywhere and also hit him in the dms the man's got unbelievable tips for personal branding and i'm sure he can help so many out to everybody else give me a follow at billy garton jr tiktok instagram all the platforms soon i'll be on google seo all of that sort of stuff after i'm done with luke and as well as that subscribe to the inspiring young aspirers podcast i've said it before i'll say it again we're going to the top top 25 business podcasts very very soon manifesting our goals like we talked about today stay tuned what an episode yet again we'll be back soon thank you